Welcome to Gain That Tune. Is going on everybody it is game that tune and we are back in the house once again it's your boy john harrington here we've got john regan with us say hey hey we've got david fleming say hey hey we've got the game that tune champion jesse moore say hey hey and we've got an incredibly special guest for tonight's show what a get uh jesse thank you so much for bringing this guest to the show bringing bringing our show to his attention uh, we've got someone of a legend in the video game music community. We've got uh, Brent Brentlefloss Black. I think we'll just be calling him Brent for the duration of the show. We've got Brentlefloss. <laughs> Say hey. Hi. How's it going? A legend. That's fun. Oh. That's fun. Hey. <laughs> uh, you know, I figure anybody with your kind of YouTube subscribers and just your, uh, you know, y you've got years and years of backup for your legend status. That well, I appreciate uh, that. Many people don't have. I think uh, I, I don't think I'm overstating it. So, oh, you know, I'm thank fine you with for it. joining us. Uh, pleasure, <laughs> <laughs> real pleasure. No, no, continue yeah. praising. Continue yeah, praising. Great. Yeah, oh, I like that. Um, so yeah, uh, if you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, as Brent is, what we do around here is listen to video game tunes. We've each got three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs with a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off and have a lot of fun. The winner at the end of the night picks a theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And our winner, unusually, last week, uh, was John Regan. And, uh, That's Johnny... That's right! Yeah, John <laughs> selected the theme for tonight's episode, so he gets to explain what we're going to be uh, playing tonight. What do we got, Johnny? Yeah, so I got on this weird kick lately of um, <laughs> enjoying the 26th anniversary of things. Mm. Um, you know, I, th I what's the, the 25th is the silver anniversary, I believe, right? And the 50th is the gold. So the 26th is like the tungsten anniversary, I feel like. <laughs> it's, it's a good anniversary. <laughs> Lead. Um. <laughs> oh, actually, I just googled it. it it's artwork. Oh, <laughs> oh, beautiful. So I decided that we should celebrate the 26th anniversary of the year 1995 uh, with Nintendo games from the year 1995. Yes. Yeah. What a definite theme you've chosen. I mean, that's uh, that's right in your wheelhouse. Johnny, the Sega guy, picks Nintendo games from 1995. It makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, many great uh, Nintendo games, many great Nintendo systems to choose from in 1995. Uh, you know, the NES oh, definitely didn't stop producing games in 1994. Um, I was kind of hoping that I could get a late NES game on the show tonight, but I can't. Um, it's it's going to be a blast. <laughs> I should have gotten what? a certain famous Nintendo system from 1995 from my basement, but I didn't. Oh, wow. That probably, yeah, that would have been uh, the game, something. The Game Boy off. printer, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wanted to flex with the Game Boy printer. <laughs> You're going to print your answers on the Game <laughs> yeah. Boy printer tonight? Like, <laughs> oh, it comes out. <laughs> Hold on. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> David, it's been six minutes. Just give me a second. Almost there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's. Uh, I, I think we've got a lot of fun potential for tonight's show. Uh, plenty of uh, awesome tunes from awesome games from 1995. And uh, Johnny, I think there's nothing uh, nothing left to do except jump right into it, man. So what do we got for game one? Game one. 
gentlemen uh trivia hint for this game uh according to this game's manual the entire game was made because the main two characters had a bet with their mentor that they could have a fun adventure without fancy graphics or modern music
couldn't resist. So, um, <laughs> does everyone have their answers ready? Yes. Johnny, do you have yeah, yeah. the hat trick sound ready? I I absolutely do have the hat okay. trick sound ready. <laughs> Sorry, didn't realize that we were doing this. Oh, yeah, no, you're yeah. fine. Um, so it is a hat trick or a quad trick. Everyone says Donkey Kong Land. <laughs> If not for that third one, <laughs> honestly, I was, like, pretty lost. But that yeah. third one was, and the hint, for uh, what gave it away for me. Right. Um, yeah, no, the, before that, I was in, like, Game Boy Noise hell and uh, <laughs> utterly concerned. You know what I wrote down <laughs> before the last guess? Oh, I've already thrown it away. Here it is. I was... Mario's Picross is just one mm. of the most eclectic Game Boy soundtracks, and it's like, if you don't know what it is, pick that. <laughs> yeah. but, uh... I, you know, I almost went with Mario's Picross, but then I saw that Donkey Kong Land came out in 95, and I actually played that game. So I was like, you know what, let's go with that instead. And mm. I, part of me wanted to go with three of the like wholly unique songs, but then I was like, it's Gangplank Galleon. Like, I, I have to play that song. <laughs> it's a bop. That is, that say, is a like, pretty it, cool rendition of it. Yeah, it took a turn. <laughs> like, well, that it, that kind of describes Donkey Kong Land. <laughs> um, <laughs> because it's not the same game. Um, it's not just a straight port of the SNES game. Surprisingly, an SNES game noted for its 3D graphics didn't wholly translate to the Game Boy well. Um, <laughs> so it it doesn't... It features, like, the same areas, but all of the levels are unique, and they're, like, remade levels. Um, and for Brent, because longtime listeners would know, but since you're new to the show, uh, I never had a Super Nintendo growing up because I mm. was a poor child. Um, so I completely <laughs> missed deprived. out on... <laughs> Donkey yeah. Kong Country, and everyone was like, oh my god, this game's amazing, and it's so good. And then I did have a Game Boy Pocket, and I saw that they had, like, oh, this is that Donkey Kong Country, but it's gonna be on Game Boy. Okay. And I played <laughs> it, enough. I was like, this is fine, but I don't see what's so great about it. <laughs> Maybe the problem was it was on Game Boy Pocket, and trying to do, like, rendered 3D graphics on a non-backlit screen really didn't work. They really didn't yeah. figure out how to make that graphical style work on Game Boy till Donkey Kong Land 2 because just differentiating these weird super compressed 3D rendered sprites against a background that allowed you to really see the foreground with four colors is right. moida. They figured it yeah. out <laughs> later on in the series and it's like it's pretty cool they didn't just copy-paste all the levels, but still, yeah, the first one is very hard on the original hardware. It's very hard to make it out sometimes. I, I right, think especially the... with especially with the original, you know, uh, original Game Boy's, like, screen ghosting, right? I'd imagine that would just be a real blurry mess. Yeah, yeah um, it was. Because those, those sprites, I mean, they're tiny, but they, they're still pretty finely detailed, right? Like, for a Game Boy game. I and, yeah, say... I don't know how you can make that out on the Game Boy's original screen. I think the secret with Donkey Kong Land 2 was they didn't try to, like, shade the sprites. Mm. So, like, the sprites were predominantly white yeah. along the 
dark background and right. it became much easier to see but in the first one like no it was pretty much like a straight translation of the style and the first jungle level is a bitch because like between yeah, it's like your shaded sprite, background and shaded sprites it's just a fucking like black and white nightmare it's really hard to distinguish which trees are platforms and which trees are not Word. Yeah. yeah i hate this <laughs> but the soundtrack's really good. So, you know, soundtrack it, it does its job, though. I guess you know they tried to undercut that with the manual there, like saying, "Oh, we don't need fancy music." Like, do they send that to David Wise? And be like, "No, you know, we don't need you. We'll just make something up." Well, that was one thing that I um, did really like about this game is the the Donkey Kong Country games have kind of like poked at the fourth wall like and Donkey Kong Country Returns he'll like pop out a DS and play on it for a little bit but in this game like the entire reason it's not K Rule has come back with a new army or whatever like literally Cranky said like you could only do that because you had the Super Nintendo we didn't have that in my day and they're like well fine fuck it we'll do it on Game Boy and that's the game. love that yeah love that can I tell a quick name droppy David Wise story. Please, Absolutely. Okay, so he and I were invited to this weird convention in Norway uh, called Retro Spillmessen. And so I was like, I'm going to get to meet David Wise. Oh, my God. I had the literal cassette tape of Donkey Kong Country that I got from Nintendo Power. Oh, my God. So, like, he's a very sweet, soft-spoken, just decent guy. And I was like, but he and David Doak, by the way, the programmer or the, the designer of GoldenEye and uh, Time... Splitters, I think. Fucking, do you know Doc? If you know Doctor Doak, yeah, Doctor Doak, he is the he was the model for Doctor Doak. That was an inside Word. joke. In any case, <laughs> I'm doing my live show, and this show included my DK rap parody and my Donkey Kong Country with lyrics song. And I was like, I don't think David Wise has heard this. Fuck yeah. He's going to be. So he and David Doak are like sitting there, like pretty close to the front row in this weird Norwegian recreation center. And I'm like in the back of my mind, like, fuck yeah. Oh, wait, are we cursing on this show? Are we oh, yeah, on this yeah, show? Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, man. Okay. So motherfucker. No. Um, <laughs> the point is that right as I'm about to get into the set or the part of the set with Donkey Kong Country, David gets up. And leaves and like my set list is on a PowerPoint. I can't switch it around. So basically I had to keep going and he Aww. was in the bathroom for like that song and the next song and then came back. So the one song and you can't casually be like, hey, David, here's my phone. You want to watch this YouTube video where I right. totally stole your music and made money? <laughs> um, so it was such a bummer. He's again. The nicest, sweetest man, but still to this day, I wish I could have seen the look on his face. At, at the very <laughs> least, you can feel comfortable in the knowledge that he used the bathroom. It wasn't like you were halfway through the show and he's like, this guy sucks. Fuck yeah, this. yeah, it was good that he came back because, you know, when you're doing a live show, you're, you're trying to focus on the thing, but little it's almost like little meteorites of other thoughts are coming in and they have to burn up mm -hmm. in the atmosphere so you can focus and work the crowd. It's just me up there. But yeah, he came back. Um, and yeah, it was before I mentioned left, it. Yeah, he left before the song. Not like he didn't storm out on you. That's that's a right. good sign. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it's definitely pee related. It was not uh, offense taken. To yeah, music. luckily. That's, that's luckily. Good. Yeah. Or I mean, he went really? to call his lawyer, like, I think this guy's about to steal my music and rap over it. Like, 
I mean, <sighs> really, you could wear that as a badge of honor. Like, my music made David Wise piss himself. <laughs> maybe piss. Maybe I'm human coffee. Maybe I'm just Ooh, like, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> take a slug of this show. You're going to take a dump. Bye. Yeah. That's yeah. what I do, baby. Put that on the, you know, that's a pull quote. <laughs> may, have, may David Wise go number two. Who knows? Uh, um, but yeah, so anyway, speaking of number two, the music for this game. Oh, uh, sorry. No, it's it's fine. I mean, it's Game Boy music. It's so funny listening to Game Boy music where they try to take SNES songs and downgrade them. It doesn't work. Like, they They try. They, you know, they they really try their best. <laughs> and, the the and map music it's cool. is pretty good too. Oh yeah, uh, it's still the just the jungle hijinks or whatever. Yeah, good. Yeah, that seems like it's slow enough that they could you know, make that work on Game Boy. But like, I think I was listening to uh, one of those like Mega Man X downgrades for Game Boy Color for like GTT Gems at one point. And I'm like, yeah, no, you can't do this. You can't. <laughs> You can't make this music for a Game Boy. That yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> like, I mean, you can kind of get those, like, jaunty jungle rhythms from Donkey Kong, but, like, the Mega Man X hard rock on a Game Boy? No. 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 Yeah, like, no I, bass I, lines I, to play with at all. <laughs> I am 100% after the show going to go listen to the Game Boy version of Aquatic Ambiance. Like, I need to know how that <laughs> happened. Well, like, it happened. This- <laughs> that's, that's the song that I should have gone with for the last one. Yeah, you really should have just softballed this one and played the three worst conversions of the three best Donkey Kong Country songs. But it's okay, David. You gotta keep the guessing game thing going. I like how Ugh. I ended with Gangplank Galleon, and you're like, you really should have softballed this. Like, you could have thrown three, three softballs, man. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want Johnny to get, like, a point after the first song. Like, he has to squirm a little bit. Mm, no, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> David, have you been on the show? Like, I don't care how I do. <laughs> yeah, Johnny's never squirming. He is no. okay in his rut. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, you know, difficult to uh, difficult graphics, uh, acceptable music, and uh, David never owned an SNES. David, is there anything else that really needs to be said on Donkey Kong Land? Um, considering that that last point has nothing to do with the game, uh, no, I think we're good. <laughs> it has everything to do with the game, David. Nobody that had the SNES would have bothered playing this. I mean, that's fair, yeah. yeah. I mean, they would have. Yeah. It, I mean, like, if you realize that, like, you're going to a summer camp you don't want to go to, and you like Donkey Kong Country, I can imagine, like, trying to maneuver it where you buy Donkey Kong Land and you buy a bunch of double A's, but it's like, it's nobody's first choice, I don't Right, exactly. I mean, you know, Super Mario Land is still out there, and it's still a fun game to play, and it's you know distinct from the previous games. It's you know, it's not just a downgraded Super Mario World. Yeah, and speaking of that, what's up with the uh, you know the land naming convention? Has that gone away entirely? Do we not call you know portable versions of more uh, popular console games such and such land anymore? They should do that. Super Mario 3D Land is the last one that I know of, but I, yeah. I don't know if that counts because they, I think Super Mario Land started the convention of world or galaxy or country or whatever on a console and then mm-hmm. land on portable, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. That might have fizzled out with like series that didn't do that before, I don't know, the turn of the millennium. I just like Although, it. Yeah, I, I miss things being worlds and lands. There should be Fire Emblem Land. Like, I think 
I think yeah. with the Switch, though, the next game should Super be Smash Super Brothers Mario Land. World Land. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, if, sorry if to step on you today. If the Wii U and 3DS Smash Brothers games had been called Super Smash Brothers World and Super Smash Brothers Land, they oh, it would have been... Uh, one for the ages. That would have just been too good. Collectors but, would have been like, "Well, I have to own land. I'm never going to play it, but I gotta, <laughs> yeah. I gotta own it." Exactly. But anyway, sorry for stepping on your joke, David. Oh, yeah, no, same. Actually, I, I jumped in right <laughs> oh, as you no, did. My bad. Um, but the <laughs> podcast listeners will get it. <laughs> the one thing about you know Donkey Kong Land, at least it came in a yellow cartridge. True. Okay. Oh, okay. Yep. That's neat. That gets an extra point. It does. I I love a special colored cartridge. That's what it tastes know. like. Yeah. That's the <laughs> it real was question. pre-switch, so it just tasted like plastic. I would rather it taste like a banana runt. Remember those? Those stirred in some stirred in some laffy taffy to the cartridges. If you peel off the, the the art on the front, there's a joke on the back. It's pretty great. <laughs> of course, yeah. the bitch with the cartridge made of laffy taffy is once you put it into the Game Boy, you couldn't get it out because yeah. you just kept pulling it yeah. and it kept stretching. Mm-hmm. It always sucked when you guys remember those machines, you know, that you put the quarter in, you turn the wheel, and, and candy comes out, right? And you go to the runts machine and <laughs> a candy fucking, machine. <laughs> you go to the candy machine, and instead of the banana runt, you get a Donkey Kong Land cartridge. That always just really drove me bananas. <laughs> hey, wow, that was boom, 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 yeah. ultra combo. Seriously, man, that was like a joke on a joke on a joke, Johnny. Man. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to say, like, I hated when I went to a candy machine for runs and all I got were, like, the limes because I hated when that happened to yeah. me. Like, no, I thought we were about variety. to do, like, an actual, like, runs bitch sesh, but no, you, you just wanted to do the Donkey Kong jokes, man. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, damn. Stick John. around for the post show when we come up with our runs tier list. Yeah, we're going to be power <laughs> oh, ranking God. the runs by the end of the episode. Some hot <laughs> power ranking the runs. <laughs> oh, man. Two. Yeah.
right. Um, for trivia, I thought it'd be fun to give you the controller layout for this game. Um, so this is a Super Nintendo game. Um, a controls items. B jumps. X kicks. Y controls fire extinguishers. L does nothing. Uh, right allows you to see through walls. Uh, start is your item screen, and select. Uh, shows your map and shows the location of other firefighters. Jesse, I got a quick clarification. You said right. <laughs> you mean R button or like right on the D-pad? Oh, R button. My okay. <laughs> Can't move right, but you can look through all the walls. gentlemen let's see what you got oh man oh, that's a good guess that's 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 pretty close um so john says burning ranger zero uh that's wrong <laughs> johnny says fire fantasy football no that's wrong what uh Brett says what should be the correct answer, but unfortunately is not. Firefighter emblem, uh, land slashed out world. Um, <laughs> and David with the correct answer, ignition factor. Ah. Yes, this is uh, ignition factor, a Jalico joint. Um, and uh, yeah, this is a firefighting game. It's, it's fairly interesting. Um, you don't get many of those. <laughs> no, they, no, I've they never just don't make enough firefighting games. Yeah, those. Well, they released one in uh, Europe called The Firefighters or something. And it was more of like a cartoony firefighting game. But this one is more like serious. Uh, um, you have like special fire extinguishers to put out like chemical fires and electrical fires. You what? get like uh, these. Uh, I think they're CO2 grenades. You throw them and like it just makes fire dissipate you go to like uh anti-fire grenades yeah it's great <laughs> i don't uh, know if co2 grenades are an actual thing but if they are i want to become a firefighter yeah i would think anti-fire grenades would just be water balloons but that's just me <laughs> <laughs> 
just suit up with a bunch of water balloons. Yeah, but could you imagine, like, you come up to the... Run into a building covered in water balloons. Just some firefighter, like, with a faucet on the side of a building. They're like, faster! Faster! Just a minute, just a minute. Oh, it came off the thing again. We should have got one of those things from the TV! (laughs) The bunch of balloons. (laughs) But could you imagine, like, firefighters rolling up to a burning building, they open up their cooler and jostling as they drove, like, all the water balloons popped. So it's just a cooler full of water with, like, rubber bits floating in it. Like, yeah. oh, God, what do we do? Now what do we do? Can't hook a hose to it. They're fucked. <laughs> this whole idea was fucked. Has anybody got a piss? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's no water balloons in this game. <laughs> that was a brief but fun tangent. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's wild. Like, you gotta... Um, there's some weird levels. There's one place you gotta, like, download the stuff off the computer before the fire destroys it. Um, you gotta, like, save hostages. And, we're well, not hostages. The fire is <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> the fire isn't keeping them hostage. I mean, they... No. I mean, it kinda is. <laughs> yeah. But... but- but there's, like, some people that won't leave unless you, like, do certain things. It's like, oh, I'm not leaving unless you rescue my friend first. It's like, you're in a fucking burning building. Get yeah. out. I really prefer the idea of, like, Cinder from Killer Instinct on the phone. Like, I want a helicopter <laughs> and some charcoal briquettes. Yeah. Yeah, is there a hostage negotiation level where you don't even enter the building? <laughs> And it would have oh. to be what Glacius? Who's the other guy? Who's the icy guy? From? Yeah, no, it's Glacius. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, Glacius. I've just made this into a fan fiction that I would have written around 1995. But anyway, <laughs> see, oh, I can imagine good, like having <laughs> to rescue hostages being a thing in a firefighting game in a more like arcadey firefighting game, where like yeah. at the end of a level, there's like a giant bird made of fire that's the boss. Totally. Like, mm. okay, that makes sense, but. I don't know, there's something about a Super Nintendo firefighting game where you have to worry about the chemical composition you're using. It's like, there's no way <laughs> nine-year-old me would have been into this. Yeah, no. It, like, and- the hostage thing sounds more like a Burning Rangers thing, or like maybe a Super Mario Sunshine thing, but not... Not on the SNES. What not the, the fuck ignition version thing. of Mario Sunshine were you playing where there were hostages? To be fair, the if you oh, roll another firefighting game, if you roll one of those huge watermelons from Sunshine, like they sort of pop like balloons. That could put yeah. a fire out pretty quick. I'm just imagining it's like you get to Isle Delfino, like you need to clean up this mess. Also, 20 people are being held by terrorists <laughs> on the Shine Gate. <laughs> Mario, we're going to need you to go in there, man. <laughs> Mamma mia, this Ugh. took a turn. <laughs> Toadsworth just like up on a building with a sniper rifle like I got you covered, man. Yeah. <laughs> Say the word. Alright. I gotta you know, you gotta get me in there. That's good. I'm a chuckster. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um but yeah, so none of that happens in the ignition factor, does it, Jesse? <laughs> um, not any of that. No chucksters? <laughs> no chucksters. Hmm. Um, however, uh, you do get an axe. Um, if you carry too much stuff, you can't kick doors down or run, so that's annoying. Um, you can also find other firefighters in the building, and they'll like give you stuff. Um, I don't recruit them. <laughs> but I've also walked in on them like in a building... And they just, like, walk into the fire and then just get lit on fire. And it's like, you're not doing a good job. <laughs> think, think of your training. So the AI is very confusing. 
<laughs> awesome. Um, although the people being lit on fire animation is very good. It's it's very much the uh, the famous Street Fighter uh, two being on fire uh, animation. If oh, you're familiar yeah. with that, so that's pretty cool. If you like that, so, this is the game. So wait, for is you. that how big the sprites are? Like, are you, are you Street Fighter size guys walking around a burning building? I would say you're about the half the size of a Street Fighter character, which is still okay. pretty good. Um, like the sprites are good. It's a decent looking game if you're into firefighting. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and who is it? I mean, yeah. really, like how can America's you say you're not into time. Yeah. yeah. Could you God. remember when we all watched Backdraft as kids and we're like, man, I wish there was a game like this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would have played a Backdraft game sooner than I would have played the Ignition Factor. Like, if I was at Blockbuster and I saw Backdraft the game, I'd be like, yeah, I know that. I- I'll get that game. Like, you know, movie tie-in games are always famously great, so this makes sense. <laughs> it's gotta be better than Platoon. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm still mad about Platoon the game, specifically because there was a used copy of it at a game store in St. Augustine, Florida, and John, you and I went to that store looking for something, and you convinced me to buy Platoon on NES for five dollars. Come on, and it's, it's five funny. of the worst dollars I've ever spent. It's the funniest game cover of all time. Like at the time when we were both getting into like collecting and buying retro games, you see fucking Willem Dafoe like gunned down on a game cover. It's like David, you got to buy that. You got to buy Platoon the game. <laughs> Wow, I'm looking at it right now, and that is some <laughs> iconic art. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Was, Violent. And that was back when video <laughs> games were just for kids. So right. Likely. Can you imagine like, that on the shelf next to, like, Super Mario 2? Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. No, it's, you know, if you go alphabetically, it's probably near Paperboy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, oh, no. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, I I was completely sold just on the artwork. No, I, I've actually uh, only played that game once, and for good reason. Platoon, the game is awful. <laughs> um, but but addition yeah. factor is probably way better than Platoon. Right. Exactly. Thank you for getting us back on track. I'm like, wait, why are we talking movie games? Uh, <laughs> firefighting. There's no firefighting in Platoon. Um, <laughs> there should be. Well, it depends on which side of the war you're on. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Game were, three. We, were we putting out any fires? <laughs> like, I know we, we might have to. I think, I think quite the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, so this is on the Switch online service, though. That's that's why you yes. played this, right, Jesse? Yes, that's, I did not purchase this myself. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> I'm going to have to... I think I might have to check it out. I, I love giving... 15 minutes of a chance to yeah. games on that service. <laughs> that's usually what they get. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know what they're doing with that service, but you know, no one was asking for the ignition factor. Uh, yep. But who knows? Could be great. Jesse, is it great? Uh, it's different. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's more of a curiosity, I would say. Like, you know, it's not necessarily bad. It's just, you know, you got to be in a very specific mood for this game. <laughs> Um, but it's definitely novel to check it out for, like you said, 15 minutes, you know? Mm, yeah. Good. I mean, I'm looking at a hearty it, endorsement. four reviewers of Electronic Gaming Monthly gave it Game of the Month in January of 1995. Wow. So, that speaks highly. I, yeah. It, yeah. We're gonna have to really check on the uh, the logs of what games came out. I that was gonna month say to January. Really... <laughs> if it's anything like movies, January yeah. maybe isn't the most uh, yeah. 
the most proud award month. <laughs> this is, uh, this best is our game, game that missed the holiday release window of 1994. <laughs> yeah, this is our <laughs> this game of the really month. Something. <laughs> this also has the special award of only game we reviewed this month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's literally it's literally the game of the month. Like that is it. That's all there is. <laughs> it's not an award. It's this month's game. <laughs> Uh, that's uh, that's likely. I like it. Um, Jesse, anything else on uh, on the ignition factor? Stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Beautiful. Game three. guys so a cool little piece of trivia on this game is uh this is a game boy port of a sega genesis game and it's one of the few game boy games that when played on a super game boy replaces the entire game boy soundtrack with a super nintendo soundtrack which is not a feature i even knew existed
Johnny, I love that there's somebody in our chat calling you out for making this too easy. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I was so stumped until then. And I did, now, Johnny, did you say? Did I hear you right that you said this was a Game Boy port of a Sega Genesis game? Yes. Interesting. That sounded not like Game Boy music to me, but... Well, or was that the music from the Super Game Boy version? That was the music from the Super Game Boy. I see. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Oh, gotcha. you're getting complicated today, John. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sega Genesis on the Super Game Boy, on the Super Nintendo. There's layers here. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, let's see some answers. Uh, let's see. Everybody wrote Animaniacs, and everybody is correct. This is Animaniacs for the Game Boy, as rendered on a Super Game Boy on the Super Nintendo. And so Animaniacs came out for Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, and Factor 5 of all developers ported the Sega Genesis version to the Game Boy. So it's a Genesis game on the Game Boy. And then, yeah, I did not know until recently that... um, the Super Game Boy will let Game Boy games like upload their own background music using the Super Nintendo chiptunes or Super Nintendo chipset. Yeah, um, how is that even possible? That doesn't add up at all. It really doesn't, right? Because like I was... the, Sup- the Super Game Boy is basically just a Game Boy stuffed in a Super Nintendo cartridge, right? And somehow they figured out how to have Game Boy games detect like, oh, I'm on a Super Game Boy, and you know, upload their own music to the SPC 700 chip and, and play their own tunes that, that is way. so wild. I'm yeah, just no, wondering, like, Johnny, what the hell? <laughs> they somehow made a feature where the Super Game Boy would make Super Nintendo soundtracks and they used it on Animaniacs? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, man. Did, did they do it to, like, enhance Super Mario Land 2? Nope. No. They did Fun it on, Donkey like... Donkey Kong Land. <laughs> no, so like, Donkey Kong Land had this, too, but only for, like, the ending song, right? Ah, like, why go most... to trouble? That's so weird. <laughs> it's not like it's going to sell any more games. Like, who goes, ah, I don't know about that Animani- Animaniacs game. Did you know, though, if you play it on the Super Game Boy... The soundtrack sounds slightly different. Oh, yeah. sold. 40 That's bucks done. in 1995 money, done. Like, yeah. That's like, what I, drove I, me nuts was the, you know, they would put on the box, like, this game is Super Game Boy Advance, but they never said exactly how, right? So <laughs> you always just kind of assume, like, oh, there's a custom border or a custom, like, color palette. Like, I don't care, you know? Had yeah. I known that there were games um, that could actually interact with the Super Nintendo in this way, like, I I would have looked more into that. Like, that's... Because that's really cool. It still feels weird that, like, this is one of the games they chose that for, because that's a really cool selling point. But if your game is based on Animaniacs, that's pretty much your selling point right there. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't need to sell it beyond that. Right, right. <laughs> Enhanced soundtrack, not really, uh, you know, gonna move any units of Animaniacs. <laughs> I now want to know the story. I wonder if the composer's even alive. We're getting to the point where composers <laughs> who made things when we were kids, it's like, have they survived the time since? Um, oh. But I want to know what was the well, point? especially because uh, I don't remember if it's Roger Stone or Richard Stone, like the composer on the Animaniac show, and also did like Freakazoid and Tasmania and, and a whole Tiny bunch Tunes, of those. Yeah, he passed away, um, which yes. was very, oh. very sad. 
because yeah. that was my that was childhood. Richard, Richard Stone, by the way. Roger Richard Stone's Stone. a very different figure. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say that just in case. <laughs> well, I, I knew the name Roger, other, other Stone, Roger Stone, I just Stone. wasn't sure why. <laughs> right, yeah. No. So um, I, I think the reason they did this is because it was Factor 5, right? Because I feel like that's, that's Factor 5's thing, is... <laughs> Doing crazy shit you didn't even know you could do on a console, right? That that's their whole gimmick. So of course they're gonna like take the Game Boy port and be like, okay, oh yeah, we can do Super Game Boy stuff. Let's do it. You know, custom color palettes, sure. Custom borders, sure. Custom soundtrack, done. Like just every single feature, they're gonna they're gonna do it. I was also looking up. Um, apparently, Factor Five only did two games on the Game Boy: Animaniacs and Contra: The Alien Wars. So, oh wow. Of course. That's, Very similar. That's, yeah. I mean, that's essentially a, that's the a, same. Both yeah. are zany to the max. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the Contra guys have baloney in their slacks, but... Oh, uh, man, that's my favorite power-up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Press the A button, unleash the baloney in your sack. Um, now I really yeah. want a Contra game where you get a power-up where you just pelvic thrust and throw meat at people. <laughs> <laughs> Like Mr. Game and Watch's thing, but you're the Contra guys throwing it out of your pants. Sounds exactly. great, David. So, uh, a spread gun. See, you actually like... do the Konami code with your pelvis up, yes. up, down, down. See, left, right. Contra guys should get added to Smash Brothers just so they can fling sausages like Mr. Game and Watch. Yeah. Oh my God, the, the Contra guys should be added to Smash Brothers as an Echo Fighter for Mr. Game and Watch. <laughs> What's the octopus? <laughs> Turns into the uh, you know one the of those giant, giant hideous like, Contra monsters. Oh, yeah, like the giant alien penis brain thing from End yeah. of Contrast. Speaking of Contra on Game Boy, that sounds like another like ill-advised Donkey Kong Land kind of thing. Like I cannot imagine Contra the Alien Wars translating all that well to a Game Boy either. Oh. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, it God. is so intense where you like run and fight all two enemies on the screen at any given time. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine like link cabling with somebody to play Contra together? Like, <laughs> fuck oh, this, God. no. <laughs> And I bet the bullets were a way easier to see and dodge. Oh yeah, no, everything, you know, everything about that game sounds, you know, well conceived. Oh yeah, jeez. Uh, um, but seriously, Johnny, this is fucking wild, man. I yeah, you know, I don't understand why this is a thing for the, like the whole Super Game Boy angle is just baffling to me. I, I was looking at the Wikipedia page and it says this is one of the few games that takes quote full advantage of the Super Game Boy. I'm like. Seriously, you know, why why is that a feature? I don't understand it. You know, why would you put extra things into a Game Boy cartridge that could only be accessed by a Super Game Boy? Like, why didn't every Game Boy game after that, like, why didn't people know about that? Did people know about this? I don't know. I, you know it's baffling yeah. to me. Because I, I feel like, like I said, they would have the logo on the box as a Super Game Boy Enhanced, but that could mean anything. That was right. meaningless. So, you know, I, I, I think if they had some kind of system where maybe on the back of the box they could say, here's the features, you know, this has, you know, maybe mm -hmm. that could help move it a little bit. Because, um, yeah, I, I feel like there is a fundamental problem with the Super... The fundamental problem of the Super Game Boy is, like, I, I had no idea what it could actually really do. I just knew it was a way to play Game Boy games on your TV, right? Yeah, yeah no, I, I didn't know it did anything but that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, like it, no, you can... It puts you can, Game Boy games off the Game Boy onto the TV. It's, you, uh, it's a battery saver. Great. You could you could play um, two-player Game Boy games with two Super Nintendo controllers instead of link cables. You could use multi-taps with the Barman games on Game Boy on Super Game Boy and play like four-player Barman. Like it was, it was out there. <laughs> like, it had a lot of crazy stuff happening. 
that sounds like one of the worst ways to play Bomberman. I mean, like, yeah, just <laughs> put it in a Super Game Boy, hook up your multi-tap, and yeah. But also, play Game Boy. as long as like, we're talking fun facts, the Super Game Boy's frame rate is very slightly different from a Game Boy. So if you want to do like tournament stuff with it. You can either have everybody on a Super Game Boy or everybody on a Game Boy. And it's like yeah. a couple percentage points. But, you know, when you're doing tournament shit, like, yeah. they really care. So right. I, I don't have it in front of me, but it's like one of them is just a little bit slower than the other. Yeah, the, mm -hmm. the original tournament is on the Game Boy. Like, what Game well, Boy games are tournament legal? If, you, if oh. you're speed running. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, yeah, exactly. that makes sense. That's, that's uh, a good see, point. Maybe, maybe speedrunning like... was, was, yeah, there's probably not a lot of Game Boy tournaments. Just think about how you would even <laughs> monitor them. But speedrunning, I guess, was what I meant. No, I'm just thinking about, like... Obscure underground Bomberman Game Boy tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> it's just when you said that, I was it. like, Street Fighter 2 on Game Boy at Evo. Like, Can you imagine wait, the rat's nest of link cables and HDMI oh. cables and weird homemade oh. homebrew adapters that they'd have yeah. to have? <laughs> I would Nobody love move! That. Don't pull your Game Boy! Don't move it at all! <laughs> I would absolutely I love to see that. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like ESPN2, like, you know, <laughs> Game Boy Street Fighter 2 main events at Evo at some point. <laughs> like, I want to be real, that's shit. more like ESPN7. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fun, yeah, so fun fact the Super Game Boy was, I think it was 4% faster or whatever. The Super Game Boy 2, which came out in Japan only, fixed that. So there is a revision oh, shit. that okay. does play at the regular speed. Uh, same speed as an actual Game Boy. Finally, all these tournaments people are having will be fair. Yeah. yeah finally. <laughs> We've solved only the problem. Only if they get the, the import Super Game Boy. Good yes. God. Wait, so the Super Game Boy was 4% faster, so they fixed it by making it slower? Yes. <laughs> Fix like, the problem. <laughs> don't worry, we've solved it. Our, our product is now slightly worse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's going to produce authentic speedruns, David. That's the important thing. Yeah. That was the important thing to Nintendo back in the day, is making sure all the speedrun records were legitimate. Yes, they mm -hmm. love when people put footage of their games on the internet. <laughs> Famously. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I That's... mean, nin Nintendo in 1995, you know, you gotta make sure that those pictures, those Polaroids that you send to Nintendo Power <laughs> of your game completion times are accurate. True. It's like, wait, 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 True. this was done on the Super Game Boy. You completed this game exactly 37 seconds faster than you should have. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, doing the whole Mario Paint multiple VCRs to record your Super Game Boy speedruns? <laughs> like, I, but I so did that, though. Y'all, like, I actually edited the crappiest little videos together. Ugh, that made my heart just jump, dude. Wow. Two VCRs, taking the VCR out of, like, the living room and, like, without telling mom and dad and, like, hooking it up somehow to the one in, like, the den or whatever that room is called. Just I only, to get your crappy Mario Paint drawings recorded for all time. I only learned about that feature by when we, I guess, talked about Mario Paint on this show three or four years ago. And looking up, somebody scanned the whole player's guide into, you know, archive.org. And I was flipping through it. I'm like, this is awesome. And then I got to, like, the, you know, just, you know, Ikea style, just, like, no, like words, just pictures, instructions of how to hook up your VCRs to record footage. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, and yeah, uh, if you did it, props to you. But it, I, I was so far removed from VCRs being usable technology that I was just baffled by it. It was like reading an ancient language. Like, no, no one would <laughs> ever do this to record 
Super Nintendo footage? Wait, could I have done that with not just Mario Paint? Could I have been recording that secret of mana with voiceover that I'd always been wanting to make as a kid? <laughs> Son of a bitch. We're not your time. S sent the mind racing. Yeah, exactly. I gotta go fish a couple of VCRs out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, Johnny, are you gonna be recording a Super Game Boy speedrun anytime soon? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> anime. Oh, I, <laughs> I do like how we spent this entire segment discussing the Super Game Boy and Mario Paint and all these things. I don't think we've literally said anything about Animaniacs the game. It, it's no, it's fine. The game's I made fine. A joke. Like it's, it's the Sega version. That's something. It, and it's like three out of six levels of the Sega version. It's a very cut down uh, edition of the Sega version. Mm. Um, it's perfectly playable. It's, it's a fun game. Don't get me wrong, but. Uh, I, I, I really just came here to talk about the Super Game Boy. <laughs> that's, that's what I really want to talk about. Johnny's been getting deep in the chipsets, you know, yeah. programming the radio stream and shit, so yeah, all of a sudden he finds this legendary piece of knowledge. How could he resist? Yep. I understand, John. Um, well, anyway, are we still recording on the VCRs, or do we need to, like, change tapes or something before we move on to the next <laughs> game? I mean, you know, what... I might just need to tighten the coaxial cable <laughs> with that little ring... Yeah, just gotta go and uh, make sure. Are we recording the set there? LP are we or SP? Are we set to channel three or channel four? Mm. It was All three question. in my house. None <laughs> <laughs> of this <laughs> channel four <laughs> shit. Channel yeah. three. House. Maybe other kids' yeah. parents get to do that, but we are channel three. We watched the news on channel four, son. Did you hate it when you went yeah. to a candy machine and you put in your quarter and your VCR <laughs> got set to channel four? <laughs> Drove me bananas. <laughs> Game four. <laughs> 
Okay, is it time for my trivia fun fact hint? Yes. Uh, oh, yes. Okay. This game is technically a title from the Shin Megami Tensei series. Confident. Clearly, Jeez, David. <laughs> Keep it in your pants. Yes. Got <laughs> that contra power up. I'm sorry. You know, I I forgot we had a guest on the show. I will never be excited or happy. <laughs> okay, so David and Jesse have it right. It is in fact Jack Brothers from the Virtual Boy. I am. Uh, recently, very into the Virtual Boy. I even got this. LED light for my uh <laughs> Whoa, for my nice nice um yeah so basically um this was a virtual boy game of the few that there are I got an Oculus somewhat recently and then I found out that there uh is a virtual boy emulator that looks <gasps> clearer than the virtual boy ever looked and Holy it's more shit. comfortable than it ever looked <laughs> I should have brought a visual aid but um there's a dude named I think Kevin Malott who makes an adapter that takes your real Virtual Boy controller and turns it into USB-C, so you can plug it into your Oculus, play Virtual Boy games, change the palette to any color palette you want, not just blood red, <laughs> and play it with the original very kind of, you know... Awkward the contro controller. Well, I actually think it's very comfortable. It's just that it is... There's no other controller like it. It's got two D-pads, and analog sticks don't really work for the kind of games they do, so, like, you kind of have to have the original to get the original um, feel for it. But, yeah, Jack Brothers, um, and I've now, like, you know, I've watched videos on all of them. I've played almost all of them. Jack Brothers, far and away, best soundtrack on the Virtual Boy. Had to share. 
I hmm. I am amazed. Like I can't. I I never thought of using a, a an Oculus to play Virtual Boy games, but like that totally makes sense. Like and that's genius. <laughs> like that is yeah. And, oh and my the, god. And the options are amazing. You can make it look farther away, like a movie theater, or you can like make it where you're so in it that you have to turn your head. Um, make the whole palette yellow, purple, melt black and white. It's it's pretty. I mean, they're still Virtual Boy games, so like let's get real. But but the point <laughs> is that um. About the best way you could play them, I would say. The Virtual Boy has some fun games. There's <laughs> three. <laughs> Basically, ish. Yeah, depending on your definition of fun. Um, <laughs> I I will. I've brought it on the show before, and I will defend Virtual Boy Wario Land to the it's death. Good. That it's is good. a good game. Yes. Um, I have not played Jack Brothers uh, mainly because when I got my Virtual Boy, it was not part of. I bought it on eBay, and it had a collection of like six games with it and that was not one of them and looking up prices it's crazy expensive it's like yeah super expensive yeah Um, but i mean it's it's top three most fun it's a it's a twin stick shooter kind of like super smash tv where move with the left d-pad and then the direction you point with the right one is where you shoot from um and uh doesn't really like a lot of fun virtual boy games doesn't really utilize what Virtual Boy can do more than just like occasional little parallax effects, but like right. almost every, truly almost every song on the album, or rather on the soundtrack is a banger. And even though it's short, like, it's it's a good game. I recommend it yeah. to anybody, even if you're using like a like a PC or Mac-based emulator, it works great in 2D as well. Again, yeah. hard to emulate, you have to figure something out with dual analog uh, controllers, but Solid game. <laughs> That's what was confusing me looking at the screenshots of it. I'm like, this doesn't look like it needs to be a Virtual Boy game at all. This just no. looks like a like no. kind of cool game. But... Honestly, it, Super Nintendo in color, it would have been like a you know, if it had been twice as long on the Super Nintendo in color, it could have been a hit because it's it's addictive. It's fun. It's cute. Yeah, and you're playing as the Jack Bros. Yes, they are pixies who can be summoned in the universe of Shin Megami Tensei. So. They're not really, like, flagship characters from that series, but because they're cute and cuddly and have nothing to do with the rest of the series, Nintendo of America was like, okay, we'll put this on one of our consoles. Well, because I think, one isn't <laughs> yeah. Jack the, like, mascot of Atlas? Because I think he turns up in a lot of their games. Like, he's a... Not in necessarily in Shimagami Tensei, but there's like another RPG they do where he pops up as like a summon. Yeah, I think um, Jack Frost is, is um, yeah, well, they are summons in in that world. The corporate mascot is Jack Frost, so even though okay. he's sort of like the weakest character in the game, he's still one of the three Jacks. It's Jack Frost, Jack Skeleton, and Jack the Ripper. Um, or yeah, I think that's it. Like, the, I know the Japanese names, too, which are different, like Pyro Jack. The point is three spooky kinds of Jacks who, just like Mario, they're Jack brothers, but they're also named Jack. What are you going to do? But it's fun game. I like it. Yeah. The <laughs> family of Jacks. And I was looking at Wikipedia. They say the other one is Jack Lantern, which uh, that's that's a good, you know, that's good, uh, you know, spooky, but not uh, not murderous Jack. You know, <laughs> right. A pumpkin-headed Jack. I like Yes. Um... And I like how I'm looking at the American box art now, and they tried to make it seem like this was some fucking spooky, like, horror series, and it's not that at all. Yeah, it's, it was uh, a terrible choice for box art. Yeah, as were many things in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> and 80s. 
And As are many yeah, things dealing times. with Virtual Boy. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Mistakes were made. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm I'm just uh, I love the soundtrack. That's the thing. I, I you know thought we were just doing a you know another Game Boy bop, but yeah, to have a good Virtual Boy soundtrack on on the show, uh, it just doesn't happen. Like because there's so few games to pick from, and right uh, after 249 episodes, I think this is our third virtual boy game that uh, we've chosen. David can back me up on that. He's You're the, now uh, he's past the... 10% of their whole library. Look at you go. Almost there, <laughs> Yeah, that's true, because I think it was Virtual Boy Wario Land, and I think I used Teleroboxer. You yes. did use yes. Teleroboxer. Yes. Which uh, I, so, I almost yeah. did <laughs> myself, but I saw that on the on the list. Teleroboxer has some serious bangers, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. If, I, if we had thought about this earlier in the run of the show, like we should have just made it our mission to close the whole Virtual Boy off. Like, you know, <laughs> it's easily the system with the games that we could have like played and said, okay, we've played every game on this system throughout the history of the show, and we just haven't done it, guys. We've slacked on the Virtual Boy. It's disappointing. Oh, man. We'll I mean, there. to be fair, with the, <laughs> the three games that we've used, we have covered, like the good games. I think the only ones that we're missing are, like, Red Alarm and maybe Galactic Pinball? Uh, um, depending on how you... called Water World. Yeah. <laughs> Water World, now I'll say this, the only tune you hear in the game is solid. The problem is that you can't extract it. Nobody's extracted it in its pure form, so the only record anyone has of the main theme of Waterworld is like, pew, 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 and it's like, the, the, the Super Nintendo port of that has a similar theme for the map, but um, actually, oh, the Super Nintendo Waterworld soundtrack is superb. <laughs> it is. Um, little, little, um, for Frontal Floss fans watching that came from my Twitter and Facebook or are already subscribers, followers to gain that tune, so uh, many. little fun fact, I'm doing a top 15 Virtual Boy tracks uh, video coming up. So I happen to have recently played most of the games, but then literally over the course of a few days listened to every OST all the way through just to make sure I didn't forget anything. And uh, let us say that the Jack Brothers games, I think that the Jack, Brother, the, the Jack Brothers game, rather, that soundtrack probably could uh, deserve its own top 10 list. It's just, you got, if you're into video game music, you probably, people listening, probably aren't familiar with it, and it's just this lost trove of really good tunes. Yes. I, Hell yeah. I feel bad, because he says top 15. Did we just give away, like, a solid fifth of that upcoming video? <laughs> no. Oh, well, here's the thing. I mean, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. People people will still watch um, to find out which one went where. <laughs> I already saw one fifth of this. I can't see the rest. <laughs> no, I'm, ex- I'm, excited. I'm excited to see that when it comes out. That sounds really interesting. Should be fun. Yeah, it should, but it'll be about the virtual boys, so it'll be... Uh... <laughs> kind of fun. I'm, I'm trying hard to make it funny. I'm punching that script up because a lot of people yeah. don't even know about it these days. I mean, like, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, guys our age, it's just like that legendary flop thing. But no, there's right. there's easily a generation or two that would be like, wait, they did what? <laughs> Nintendo well, and, did what? And of course, Nintendo tried to just absolutely sweep it under the rug within days wow. of discontinuing it. There's like a few Easter eggs that have mentioned it in a few games since, and that's it. So, like, it sort of makes sense if somebody was born in, let's say, 1995. Like, of course they don't know about it, much less yeah. somebody born in 2005 who's now legally able to drive. Oh, I'm going to go 
gonna go uh, don't drink myself to sleep. Bye. I imagine the Virtual Boy was gonna get a lot of uh, push in the Super Mario Brothers movie sequel, much like the Super Scope did in the uh, first yeah. movie. They were, somehow the Virtual Boy was gonna factor into the climax of Super Mario Brothers two, the movie, and they just didn't get around. You know, it was it turned out to be a you know flop sandwich, so they just never got to do it. God, could you imagine if they made a Super Mario Brothers two movie with like a shitty cyberpunk version of Subcon from Super Mario Brothers 2. Yes, David, wow. I can't imagine that. That sounds fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know, I want that now. But then he wakes no, up and it's all just a dream. The Shy Guys and the Sniffets are all just like leather daddies and shit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, with a weird three-hold mask. Um, yes. Yes. Always spitting balls out. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, the magic carpets are just you know like weird rundown pickup trucks. The birdos are I don't know. Uh, Birdo pigeons. Birdo clearly runs like some kind of romantic gay bar. Like yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Full of it, eggs. It, that place. Exactly. Um, it is pride, man. They should have you know they should have really done a Birdo push for. What I want to know is, month. does Birdo involuntarily shoot out those eggs, or is it totally a choice? Because they're very regular. Like, what if you were just in the middle of talking? Yeah. Every oh, <laughs> seven or eight seconds, you were like, I know. The- so yeah. fucking, you know. Excuse uh, me. I'd imagine eggs of Birdo are like hairballs to cats. Like, you're just hanging out, and suddenly an egg comes out. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> out of your mouth, well, and of that, course. That also raises the question, like, what are those eggs? Are they, like, young Birdos that are just not going to hatch and become children? And they're just like, oh, fuck it. This is a bad one. Like, yeah. It's a great question. Maybe they're mm-hmm. rocks just in the shape of eggs. Yeah, I mean, you know, Birdo's just passing a bunch of stones. Yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> and they also defy the laws of physics entirely. They can literally kill a Mario brother. Maybe they're just, you know, like maybe Birdo just drinks too much Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah. Just say these, these are from just... my kidneys. Sorry. Vomiting kidney stones. Yeah. They, you know, right. If they were eggs, they were never meant to hatch because they just go off infinitely in one direction exactly. unless they hit something. Oh my exactly. god. Like, what are they <laughs> uh, Space is full of fucking Birdo eggs. That's where Or the, they just uh, have a low orbit and occasionally they see one <laughs> flying past the house from the other side. Like, oh shit, I forgot about those. There's a lot God, of eggs flying be, around That would be earth. an excellent runner in that Mario Brothers 2 movie. Like, later on in the movie, you just see subtly an egg you know, <laughs> flying by in the distance because Birdo spat one at the beginning of the movie. Guys, now we can wanna, write it. <laughs> now I want to go back and replay Super Mario Galaxy and see if, like, the planet the Mushroom Kingdom is on has a ring around it, but instead mm-hmm. of asteroids, it's just Birdo eggs. Yeah. <laughs> see, you notice they didn't put Birdo into Super Mario Galaxy because it would just raise too many fucking questions. That's David. a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. Like, Think about could, physics, but only this it. much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, only John Leguizamo is still alive. Oh, oh God. God. Sorry, Dennis okay. Hopper. Sorry, animatronic Yoshi. Sorry, Big Bertha. Yeah. Sorry, and Tiny Bob Bob-Bob with Reebok shoes. Yeah. Oh, that's not true. Um, what's her name? Samantha Daisy. Mathis. Yeah, she's still yeah, around. Yeah, but Mario, the guy, <laughs> the, the, you know, it's called Mario Brothers. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure that Unless whatever they make the Mario next... is missing the movie. <laughs> the ne- oh, <laughs> the God. next movie is the Mario is missing movie. <laughs> Uh, wow, that's much better than my idea of like Princess laying Bob Hoskins into whatever the next Mario movie is. 
Jim Cummings inevitably does his voice because, of course, he does. Yeah, of course, yeah. he does. <laughs> God. Yeah, we could write it, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> I, can I ask a question that might take us on a completely different tangent? What is this, a podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> you make a compelling argument, Brent. Um, so, the upcoming animated Mario movie, if they get Charles Martinet to play Mario, do you Got think it. he's going to speak full lines of dialogue <laughs> in that voice? Oh, please. Like, do you think he's going to be giving exposition for, like, four minutes in the Mario voice? I honestly don't see how that's possible. Like, um, at all. I don't I, understand. I hope it happens. I want it. So, okay. First off, I totally agree that, like, by making the choice they made with Mario 64, they sort of created a Mario that can't do dialogue forever. Right. And that's, I think, why supposedly the Minions people uh, have been tapped to at least produce or co-make the movie. So, like, it could just be, like, very visually, like, you know, just like the games where it's like, whoo, whoo, Oh, mm-hmm. Or like the gibberish. God, how bold would it fucking be to do the Superstar Saga gibberish? You know, when they're like... <laughs> that would be but amazing. Like, but like... That would be so fucking cool. But also, okay, this might be Mandela effect, but help me out. Y'all are some trivia-loving nerds. Wasn't there some kind of Mario versus Donkey Kong game where there were like surprisingly full bits of dialogue in cutscenes and Mario I'm again this might be full Mandela effect but I remember watching the screen and Mario was saying you're not going to do this to me anymore or like it was like whoa 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 this is too many words my dude you gotta you gotta cut it off at let's uh go like I think I'm gonna have to go back and check but I think the original Mario versus Donkey Kong on the Game Boy Advance had that because it had like very very brief cutscenes and I seem to remember like Donkey Kong taking all the toys and running off and Mario like chasing after like hey you come on back here with those right like that right. kind of thing just too long of a sentence <laughs> so maybe words. it was mm-hmm. Miniland Mayhem I don't know somebody will tell us in the chat there but, were and I there might were be so dead wrong I'm, games. yeah I might be combining things but I just remember the thinking that exact thing which is well I never thought Mario could do dialogue well and now I know he can't it's awkward <laughs> yeah, it's confirmed so yeah a whole movie of it's gonna be awesome um yeah and I love Charles Martinet don't get me wrong but no I, I, I cannot see a conversation taking place between multiple <laughs> Charles Martinet voiced characters he's no Lou Albano honestly though no that's true I exactly. want him to actually go all the way the other way and do a Shakespeare with Mark. Yeah. <laughs> if you break me, do I not bleed? <laughs> anyway. That that's was soft. Anyway. That's <laughs> that's where the Mario voice came from. Like, I was watching a Charles Martinet interview and he was saying, like, when he was, he didn't want to do, like, a gruff, hard, like, I'm a Brooklyn plumber voice. Like, I want, like, something softer for kids and everything. And he said he played, like, some merchant in a Shakespeare play that had, like, a very soft, a soothing voice for him. It's like, and that's part of where that voice came from. Like, the merchant even... of Venice? Like, Shylock? The character who literally <laughs> says, if you prick me, do I not bleed? I don't know Hath if that not was... not a Jew eyes? <laughs> Sounded like Mar... <laughs> I don't know if it was that specific this character, but I remember contain the explosions in my I brain. Him saying that he played like an old man in a Shakespeare play, and that was part of the voice that he used. Oh my god, that's amazing! It, it was uh, 
it was Hamlet. He was playing fucking Polonius, but somehow it just came out Mario, and <laughs> he was inspired. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, shit, what got us on that tangent? We're still, I thought we were still talking about virtual boy. Um, anything else? What uh, did Brent, on, <laughs> yeah, the Jack Bros. <laughs> not, not the uh, Mario Bros. Um. Oh. Uh, no. I mean, other than just the fact that, like. I, if we're if people are really interested in finding out more about the Virtual Boy, uh, Jeremy Parrish yeah. uh, does oh, yeah. really good. good retrospectives. Like like anyone that does this, there are occasionally minor inconsistencies or mispronunciations. Whatever everybody does, that, totally but, unacceptable. Yes, we yes, here. hereby renounce Jeremy Parrish. <laughs> but uh, but what's great about Jeremy Parrish videos is you can listen to them and they're relaxing during the day, but I swear to God there's nobody else who talks about video games whose videos allow me to drift off while listening to them better. And I think that like by falling asleep and not turning off my phone while leaving on the playlist of his Virtual Boy Work series, I think that's where my obsession came from. I think I just woke up knowing a little bit about every game on the system and then was like, I think I gotta get an Oculus. I'm not sure why. <laughs> yeah, um, you, did the Homer Sim- you did the Homer Simpson thing where you uh, listened to the vocabulary tapes and you woke up like a Virtual Boy expert. It's like, I gotta talk about this. <laughs> kind <somebody>. of. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yes. <laughs> Love it. And that's um, when we got the call, like, hello, game that tune? I need to talk about the Virtual Boy on your show. <laughs> yeah. Post haste. He's, he's sitting there at the table building a Virtual Boy out of mashed potatoes, and he's like, I need to get on a podcast. I need, I need an outlet for this. <laughs> uh, anyway, Johnny, hit the button. Let's keep it going, man. Game five.
All right, guys. So this game was released for the Game Boy in December of 1994, the SNES in February of 1995, and the Genesis version did not receive a physical release. Instead, it was exclusive, albeit very briefly, to the Sega Channel. assume everybody's feeling great after that. Pretty great. Fantastic. Mm, mm. Brent's got a good guess. In Command and Conquer, sadly incorrect. Oh. Jesse says, <laughs> says Mr. Nuts, sadly incorrect. I know, uh, Yeah, Johnny says, don't you hate when you use a candy machine, but instead of uh, candy, you get something from the second channel? <laughs> it just drives me bananas. <laughs> Uh, and David says Pulse Man, also incorrect. Damn. What? No, no, no. 
Oh. I, for a second, I was like, you're telling me that was Adam's family shit. Okay. <laughs> no, that we've just adopted that as our everybody got it wrong sound. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Sadly, this is from a, a different movie-based game. See, Johnny and David, this is what happens when you don't pick the most obvious song for your third song. This is the Flintstones for the Super Nintendo. Oh. What? Yeah. By who? Tim Fallen? It sounded like Tim Fallon, but no. That's there was crazy. no mixed meter, to be fair, so, you know. Like. Right, yeah. Jeez. Uh, it was, uh, two of those songs were composed by Dean Evans, who uh, also composed the Waterworld soundtrack. I thought part of it sounded like Waterworld, but when you said yeah. Game Boy, I was like, no, this can't be that, but it has similar, yeah. like, sound font kind of shit, and anyway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's the Flintstones Ocean game for uh, for SNES. Wow. And, uh, yeah, the soundtrack fucks. Um, I'm assuming when you say the Flintstones Ocean game, you mean Ocean was the developer and not there was a Flintstones game where the world was flooded. Yes, Waterworld, but Flintstones. Right. It was it was the uh, it was the Flintstones game that also crossed over with Noah's Ark. Um, yes. <laughs> Super. Though Ocean did in fact release uh, uh, Waterworld, which is a beautiful symmetry of suck. So. Yeah. <laughs> Ocean was a complicated company for a while there. Yeah. Hey, Fred, they, they are really... you going to turn your pee into fresh water? <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget your lime juice. <sighs> and, like, there's a little dinosaur accepting the pee and spitting it out going, it's a living. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I watched... It does look like shit, dum-dum. <laughs> I would love to see that movie. Man. Oh my god. I'm... Yeah, they should have made that by now. Good god. And it, it shouldn't have been the cartoon Flintstones. It would have had to be the live action Flintstones in Waterworld. Yeah, jo yeah John Goodman um... and Rick Moranis peeing on dinosaurs. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Perfect. They roll up to that big floating fortress and it's made of those plastic fucking, you know, backlog Flintstones rocks. <laughs> like, <laughs> does it make any sense? Oh, <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. Um,. Sadly, it's not that. Aww. It's just it's a Flintstones movie game with a really slapping soundtrack. Um, it's strange. The uh, the credit composers on the game are Jonathan Dunn and Keith Tenman. Uh, Jonathan Dunn worked for Ocean and did a lot of soundtracks. He did like the Jurassic Parks and stuff like that. Uh, and the Dean Evans tracks, most of them were uh, not used in the game, <laughs> but the one the ones that I picked, they were. And I, I think Dean Evans was like kind of a another Tim Fallon. Like he just composed songs, and they're like, "What is this for?" Yeah. He's like, "I don't know, just you know." Put in whatever you got. It's like, you know, Dean, we asked you to make the Flintstones theme. He's like, I made a theme for your Flintstones game. It's like, no, 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 no. You know, we wanted a sound sample of someone saying yabba dabba do. He's like, no, I gave you a progressive rock song. It's five minutes long. It's like, damn it, Dean. <laughs> you, you know, do you think he just spent check like... Check but you missed the assignment. Yeah. Do you think he just spent like two years composing a bunch of music and then was just shopping it around? It's like, hey, we need you to compose this video game sound track all right uh here's the music for it i'm gonna peace out to the beach for like the next three weeks i mean like, honestly it seems more like that than him going flintstones flint you know like does a weekend in the mountains takes shrooms meditates yeah. on it he's like you know what this needs to sound like killer instinct meets command and conquer and then right. they have sex in front of everyone he's like, sitting there playing a prototype of the flintstones on mushrooms it's like yeah, yeah this uh hmm. <laughs> 
No, because that's the other thing. Like the the music, like the last song was the, just the staff roll theme, which means you can just go crazy and do as much prog rock as you want. The other one I think was just like password screen. <laughs> it, you know that that first song didn't. The password screen doesn't need to slap like that. No, <laughs> not at all. Give it a fifteen second loop and move on with your life, my dude. Yeah, like, wow, it's it's delightful. Like he he way out kicked the coverage on this one. It was yeah. just completely unnecessary to do this soundtrack this good. Um. Which seems to also be his thing with like uh, with like the Waterworld soundtrack. Like nobody was asking for that, right? Uh, you know, like Kevin Costner was you know wasn't there passing him notes like yeah more you know seven minute loops, <laughs> like <laughs> keep going. <laughs> no, uh, you know, Dean Evans just uh, an overachiever. Um, as for the Flintstones game, it's uh, it's the game based on the movie The Flintstones. It's actually one of two Flintstones games to come out in a one year period for the Super Nintendo. <laughs> wow. The other one have we being... now used both of them? We have now used both of them. We're closing the book on Super Nintendo Flintstones games Finally. here on Game That Tune. Uh, you know, we didn't close out the Virtual Boy, but we got you know the Flintstones movie, and we have Treasure of the Sierra Mad Rock somewhere there in the past. Uh, <laughs> Brent, we were we were very we were very honored to have you join us. So we wanted to make this a momentous occasion. You are on the episode in which we are done discussing the Flintstones for Super Nintendo. Oh my God, these are happy tears. I didn't know. You didn't tell me. Yeah. Um, Surprise. Oh God, it, it, that's really why we brought you here, man. We we thought you know you like video game music all well and good, but I know you're also a fan of the Flintstones 1994 True. film. And yeah. now you're yabba dabba done, and I'm proud of you. Yeah, um, yeah, feels good, man. Feels feels great. Um, yeah, the main thought, main takeaway I, I had in uh, you know listening to this music and then looking at this game, I realized, you know, this was a 1995 SNES game. Mortal Kombat came out years before this and used awesome digitized actors for their sprites. Why didn't all movie games do that? Yeah. Like, you know, I realized it, in looking at videos of this, it made me realize what it is that's disappointing about licensed movie games for the SNES. You know, you it doesn't look like John Goodman in this game. It's incredibly frustrating like you're thinking you're gonna get a you know fucking awesome Flintstones movie game with John Goodman and Rick Moranis and Rosie O'Donnell and you know the fucking Dictabird and instead you get these ugly ass sprites hopping around generic platform levels you know there where's where is Halle Berry she's nowhere to be found you know, Cliff Vandercave, spoilers, you just dump a vat of cement on him at the end. It doesn't look like Kyle MacLachlan at all. Like, it's just, uh, you know, it's all wrong, man. All wrong. <laughs> so, they should have digitized all movie games and, like, TV games. Like, Home Improvement, Power Tool Pursuit. They should have done hours and hours of extensive <laughs> Tim Allen mocap to get yes. that right. <laughs> Not just, but to you know, be fair... <laughs> If you look at Street Fighter, the movie, the game, and those digitized graphics, like, Ooh. is that really what you want yes. for Ooh, all yes. of these Yes, games? it is! <laughs> That's exactly what I want. Like, look up the sprites for this Flintstones game and think about it. If if you would prefer what they gave you to digitize John Goodman with, like, four frames of animation, no matter what he's doing, you know, you're wrong, Dave. Like, <laughs> it's, uh... Oh, wow. It's... Okay, yeah. yeah, I just looked up the sprites, and I would prefer to play as digitized John Goodman. Mm -hmm. What Even does the style Roseanne? remind me of? It feels like very similar to something, and it's just not coming to mind. It's weird. It's but like a like... super deformed style of live action. It's it's very odd. Joe yeah. Uh, yeah, that's also, the thing. 
Yeah, Joe and Mac came to mind, but I'm not sure if that's just because it's a caveman thing. <laughs> but it's like, I, you know, just generic bodies, but then like weirdly detailed heads. Like, you know, Fred Flintstone's ugly as fuck in this game. It's just, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, like, it looks like possessed, recently dead corpse of Fred Flintstone. Oh, that's probably what I it was. Think, guys, yeah. I think what happened here is they went down to, like, the Jersey Shore and they got a caricature artist as their, like, artist for this game, right? I think that's the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm looking at the title screen of uh, Treasure of Sierra Madrock. With those, uh, the cartoon game that came out oh, the same year. Oh, they nailed the it's fucking perfect. cartoons. It's yeah, beautiful. No, that's the that's the crazy thing. Mad Rock was flawless, and this that's like, well, we can't do another cartoon game because this is the movie game. So we better make it hideous. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, we have no choice. But yeah, you know, damn. Somebody in the chat just provided a screenshot that takes away several of my complaints. There's Halle Berry and the Dicta Bird all in one shot in this game. I'm a little pissed. Now. That's, uh... Looking at the Fred Flintstone sprite, he looks more like Babe Ruth. <laughs> Which is it's funny because that's another character played by John Goodman in another movie, but it doesn't lend itself here. Right. Just looks. Like, but I mean, like, if you if you like Google search Babe Ruth, there's that mm -hmm. black and white picture of him like old with the gels. Like, that's exactly what that looks like. <laughs> yeah, well, this, now I mean, what I'm wondering is, did they get the the rights to use their likenesses in a video game, or did they have to be as close as possible without it being John Goodman? Well, they're on the box right, yeah, they, at all. That's oh, true. Well, then, yeah. then I guess the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't and. Know. Even if they didn't get the likeness, like, oh, we can't use John Goodman for this game, we'll just make him look like Fred Flintstone, because yeah. this doesn't look like either. Right. Yeah. But they had to, like, wild. erase features that made him more John Goodman-esque, so they just ended up with, like, these, you know, I don't know, poorly detailed, vaguely human sprites. It's, you know, it's yeah. bad. It's not great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm it sure the game like itself is a perfectly uh, not great SNES movie tie-in platformer, as was the style at the time. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but you know, if you're gonna do that, you got to give the people what they want. You know, Goodman by the fucking barrel full, and they just didn't do it. So it's uh, I don't know. It's a shame because you know, as this says on the box, this is the only video game based on the blockbuster movie. So. A if, dubious yeah. uh, distinction. <laughs> if you were gonna, if you were looking for the next, you know, Flintstones movie game, it wasn't coming. This nope. was the only one you were gonna get. So, uh, what a shame! Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. But uh, that's why the soundtrack had to be so good. Yeah. Dean Evans took one look at those sprites. He's like, people are gonna fucking riot if we don't give them some good tunes. <laughs> <laughs> like they're, oh, they're gonna hate this. Well, <laughs> the visuals are shit. Better make sure the audio is great. <laughs> Yep. I mean, good on him. But yeah, so it's uh, it's the Flintstones, and it's got fucking amazing soundtrack. Uh, or at least the Dean Evans parts. That's the thing. Actually, the fun, you know, the, the best so uh, song on the soundtrack I didn't use because it's in the sound test as an unused song. Like I said, they cut a bunch of Dean Evans tunes. So go, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's all over YouTube. Flintstones SNES unused song number two is the greatest <laughs> of the Flintstones SNES music. Uh, it's out there. Go find it. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's totally worth listening to. As were many ocean soundtracks at the time. Uh, playing the game? Eh, yeah. Not so much. Not, not so sure. I, I expect more. That was that was my problem with all these games. Expectations. I was a victim of my own expectations. <laughs> I, yeah. 
I so loved the Flintstones movie that the game it had it could never live up to my love. That's uh, I'm sure a common refrain. Everybody just loved that Flintstones movie. Yeah, so well. Um, and I have nothing else on this. So Johnny, I think it's time to start the calculating computer and see who's won the show. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Space. Boops. Scoring complete. This game's winner is. Both of her holes have X coming out. That can't be healthy. Brent Black. <laughs> really? <laughs> it is. We made the de- okay. we made the decision a while ago because we kept having guests lose. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? We should make so the guest always wins. Like, <laughs> yep, that works for me. I mean, I was expecting it to be. Uh, uh, David, did you get that? Well, you know what? Let's not talk about it. Of course, I'm the winner. Hi, hello, thank you. You uh, have honored me with this fair and square win. <laughs> That's what we do. It's what we're trying we, to do more often. We uh, only have ferret square wins. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, excellent game, Brent. I mean, honestly, you, you did very well. Uh, I was, you know, compared to several of the past guests that we have uh, have had, you did exceptionally well at the game. So uh, you know, it's it funny. Was... I, I looked over lists of 1995 Nintendo games <clears throat> in preparation, and I gotta say, 1994 for me at least, was the year that all the games I think of when I think Nintendo, <laughs> Super Nintendo greatness came out. And 1995, like, had some good stuff. I'm pretty sure Chrono Trigger was 1995, right? Oh, so, it like, was, yeah. Yeah, but, like... Well covered on the show. <laughs> I imagine, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh... Yeah, so anyway, thanks for having no, me. And that's, it, was a uh, we- it was a well-conceived theme until we all looked up games to use. Right, uh, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It was like kind of an off here. Yeah, uh, you know, everybody was looking forward to that Ultra 64 that they'd been promised. Oh, yeah. And, you know, so they, they were holding back all their great games from the SNES in preparation for the Ultra 64. Maybe. Yeah. Well, and they were pushing that big Virtual Boy push for True. three months, True. and then they stopped that. Pretty much. And then they uh, made it. They cut it down to ninety nine dollars from one hundred and seventy nine. I remember one point being at JC Penney and seeing Virtual Boys for like forty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like I remember. Oh yeah, they were just trying to get the fuck rid of them. And also, you probably remember this. Blockbuster would let you rent one for two nights for I think like fifteen or twenty bucks or something mm. like that because mm. they just wanted people to try it out. But it's just like you can't show what it looks like on TV. Right. Yeah. Uh, you can't really like describe when they, very well. It's like well. when they launched the 3DS. It's like, trust us, it works. <laughs> like we we yeah. can't really show you that it works, but it it, it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We I promise. remember a kiosk in New York City, like a kiosk set up to advertise the 3DS. At least you could like pick it up, look at it, show somebody else. But that's the thing about the Virtual Boy. You got to stick your face into it. God help you if other people have gotten to stick their faces into it. It's got everybody's oils and breath and nastiness in there. I can't do that. Oh, now. yeah. Virtual Boy Demo Station definitely wouldn't play in 2021. <laughs> um, you know, can't have it. But, uh, yeah, and then and then you got to go see your eye doctor. That's the problem. It's, yeah. 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 It, just, it literally... You know, I, I shoots mean, laser looked, beams into your eyes. <laughs> it, really, it really can make... Um, I, having looked into it for the video I talked about earlier, kids under seven... It was determined by an ocular surgeon or somebody like that. There you yeah. go. Um, <laughs> that it could give them a lazy eye Ooh. if they played it too much. Can you imagine, oh. like, not knowing that? 
you and just, just like, taking your kid to the doctor and they're like, has this child been playing any terrible games lately? <laughs> yeah. Or it's um, like, you know, he's been playing that game too long, son, and you like fucking go tap on the virtual boy and he pulls his face away and his eyes going this way. It's like, <laughs> oh god, <laughs> son, look at me. I am looking yeah. at you. Oh no. Yeah. What's um, wrong, papa? Everything's red. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I was imagining but, later on, like you're dating, you know, and you're getting to know each other. It's like, so like, you know, what how, what's the story of the lazy eye? It's like, oh I played virtual boy when I was under seven years old. Yeah. Like, oh no. They just leave. <laughs> A tale as old as time. Yeah. Why didn't we listen? When we were six. But so as anyway. someone who owns and has played the Virtual Boy, I can attest, you will never play that thing long enough to develop a lazy eye, no matter how young you are. Like, after about 20 minutes, you're done. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah, it is. They just, they, they, those long RPGs were yes. doomed on the Virtual Boy. Yes. But, but anyone, anyone considering uh, getting it on their Oculus... Uh, there's a program called SideQuest, and you can sideload another program called Virtual Boy Go. <laughs> if you're interested, that's how to do it. Just Google it, but that's how I've done it. And it works pretty well. And I can't believe it, it maps so perfectly onto the original controller, which I don't even know if the emulator people were like, just in case anybody decides to make a bespoke adapter that makes all these things talk to each other across <laughs> time and space. Anyway... <laughs> Um, well, yeah. Brent, you've won the show, which means you get to select the theme for next week's episode. Uh, oh. An episode that you will not be on, which, you know, unless you want to. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> a theme. I if, if this was in my prep materials, I didn't see it. So I'm going to just off the top of my head say, well, okay. So it can't be something like, it can't be like Ninja Turtles games because it'll be like pretty easy. There's yeah. only so many. Right. Um, and we've used a lot of them. Have you yet done superhero games? Is that too broad? No, no, it's, no there's no it's too broad. Not at all. And I don't think we have. Yeah. If we have, it's sometime in the distant past. And uh, yeah, I uh, I think it's time for it to come back. Yeah. So, excellent theme. Superhero games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Yeah, David, honestly, that's something that seems like a theme you should have come up with for like episode six. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Feels weird. I that... make them. Like... Right. I'm like 10% sure you guys have already done that twice and you're just humoring me, but I appreciate it either way. Um, no, I, I reckon my yeah, brain. But, uh, I also no, don't I, think we've done it. <laughs> I seriously don't think we've ever done that. Yeah, I'm going through my you know, internal Rolodex of Game That Tune knowledge and it feels th- like we've been close to it before. I think we've done comic book games. We've done comic book games, yeah. Which is. Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. Pretty right. simple. So, good. Superheroes. That, that eliminates <laughs> some of the shittier comic book games out there. Sorry, fans of, uh, I don't know, Blackthorn. Uh, <laughs> it's not coming back. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's going to be a great episode. And, Brent, thank you so much for selecting that theme. And thank you so much for being here, man. It's been truly a pleasure. It really has for me, too, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Excellent. Um, and so we want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks to everybody watching live with us. Everybody that, uh, you know, joined. Thanks to Brent tweeting us out. We appreciate you guys uh, joining us. Hope you'll join us again. We're live every Wednesday at 9 p.m. We're on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. Uh, we're in your podcast devices on Tuesday mornings. Uh, hit us up, GameThatTune.com, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, you can make requests with us. 
Uh, best way to do that's via our Discord, or you can email us, uh, gamethatune at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter at gamethattune. Want to thank our patrons, uh, fantastic patrons over there, patreon.com slash gamethattune. Uh, sign up there, you get awesome uh, bonus content. We got GTT gems, we got the occasional movie commentary, uh, you know, mixtapes and whatnot, and uh, you help us keep the lights on at the 24-7 music live stream at twitch.tv slash GTT radio. Special thanks to the absurd fans over there patreon alex messenger lance revere damian beckles bradford stevens daniel perky taylor y sam l mork tasty grimmery phoenix tier 2121 unsaddled zebra and the last recon uh fantastic group of patrons we got there at patreon and uh i think that pretty much does it you can follow each of us individually on twitter i'm there at jgangsta187 you can find jesse moore on twitter at sega underscore legend you can find david fleming on twitter at DFD Fleming. You can find John Regan on Twitter at JP Regan JR. And you can find Brental Floss on Twitter at at Brental Floss. Yes, and any other thing you want to promote before uh, before we sign off, Brent, you're the guy that actually does things. So, uh, you know, anything you want to tell the people about. <laughs> As opposed to the four of you that are always in those chairs that you're in now all day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They only uh, know us from here. Um, so if you uh, haven't watched my stuff or you haven't watched it in a while, I uh, make funny songs about video games, usually using the tune from the game. Uh, I actually did a brand new season of videos between September and January of last year, including songs from Mario 64, Luigi's Mansion 3, Shovel Knight, uh the list goes on. And there's some originals too, like Stardew Valley and Mass Effect and some other surprises. So go check that out at youtube.com slash Floss. Hell yeah. Everybody should. And many people do. So uh, you've got the bonus tunes taking us home. So what are we uh, what are we closing out with? Okay, so basically this is a this is a tune that I wanna reserve uh, wait, do I have to tell you first and then it entirely takes us out? Yes, that is yes. typically how we do okay, it. Okay, <laughs> so so this is such a... I didn't know if I was going to win. I'm now embarrassed I chose this, but you know what? <laughs> Sometimes a tune from a video game that's very close to your heart also happens to be one that you wrote. Now, I was asked to do a soundtrack for a Swedish game called Flavored Cats. It was going to be kind of a like an evolution of the Mario 3D World cat thing. And so I wrote, like legit i mean i'm hyping it up but some music that's really close to my heart and then the game was canceled and so this is like the winter athletic theme like the level where you're slipping and sliding and you so it's mario inspired it's wintry um it's very egotistical for me to have this be the song but where else am i going to share it where it will be accepted in this exact way so this is the winter athletic theme from what would have been flavored cats Hell yeah, man. So is that a GTT exclusive? Is, you know. uh, I've, I've put it a few places online, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> this is the first time people will probably notice. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Uh, thanks for that. Thanks for being here. And peace out, everybody.
64 accordion. Just, oh, nice. you know, for the OGs. Now you're nailing the sound. <laughs> might have been good, but fuck it. <laughs> Game was canceled, oh well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I wish so much. Freeze Easy Peak, Mario 3D World, all Cats. those great, like, <laughs> snow levels, but yeah, anyway. Thanks for listening, guys. Mm, excellent. Um, Donkey Kong Land is copyright 1995, Rare Limited, and Nintendo of America Incorporated. The Ignition Factor is copyright 1995, Jellico Limited. Animaniacs is copyright 1995, Factor 5, and Konami. Jack Brothers is copyright 1995, Atlas Company Limited. The Flintstones is copyright 1995, Ocean Software Limited. Game 2. Yeah. Oh, what? Shit, that's my bad. I, say, I think on. I know what it is. <laughs> we'll fix that post. This is why I went first. <laughs>